What's going on, guys? I'm John Hasselbauer, golf writer for thelines.com. And in this video, we'll be going through the 2023 Farmers Insurance Open at Torrey Pines. Um, also, in this video, we'll take a look back at the American Express last week, um, as well as um, just all of the need to know information on Torrey Pines, course stats, uh, betting history, and then uh, model information that I use to inform my outright bets. Uh, before we get into it, make sure that you are subscribed to the Lions YouTube channel um, and that you are in the Lions Discord, which has a link in the in the description. So to kick it off, looking back at the American Express, John Rahm is coming off of another dominant performance. He's won four of his last six events, I believe, between the PGA Tour and DP World Tour. He's not the world number one, but definitely playing like somebody who is the best golfer in the world right now, I think that's kind of out of out of question. I think going into that event, there was concerns about a dominance as a ball striker, and he had been leaning on the putter a little bit more at Century Tournament of Champions and the European events. Um, not so much the case at uh, at the stadium course. He kind of flipped that upside down. He actually won despite losing strokes putting, which is a concern for everybody else at the uh, at the farmers this week because. He's just showing that he's just clicking in all four facets. Um, the betting odds now reflect that this week, where it's just the shortest that we've seen in the post Tiger Woods era of, of uh, around four to one or less uh, odds to win this week. So he is a force to be reckoned with. Um, the American Express is known to be an, an event with more randomness, uh, where somebody like a Davis Thompson could have a spike career week and win. Uh, unfortunately, for him, he ran into the buzzsaw that is the the hottest player in the world. Um, so tough, tough loss for Davis Thompson. I think he really you know showed a lot of resolve out there. Um, not a lot of people were on him. He was 350 to one, and he did kind of suit that trend of just out of nowhere, spike putting, make a bunch of eagles out of nowhere who can explain why this guy is playing so well type of week. Um, but it was John Rahm in the end, odds on favorite, who came out on top. Not a great uh, betting week for me um, on the card, which kind of to be expected at the American Express. Just you know what you're kind of getting into. It's hard to predict uh, course rotation and just kind of anybody can get hot on a birdie fest. So not our best week. I would say Taylor Montgomery is probably my biggest regret not getting more exposure to him. Uh, he lives in Las Vegas, knows desert golf, knows how to win a punting contest for sure. Uh, another guy who just refuses to finish outside the top 20 uh, and could be a popular bet this week, but certainly, you know, an ideal course fit for him in a birdie fest in dome golf desert conditions last week, kind of kicking myself for not, um, for not putting a top 20 on him. I would say that's probably my only regret of last week. Um, but in any case, we move on to the farmer's insurance open. We're going from the easiest setup uh, on the PGA Tour in PGA West to one of the more difficult non-major conditions. Um, the winning score here would look a lot more difficult if not for the presence of the North Course at Torrey Pines. Um, but we'll, we'll get into the, the specs of, of each and what matters. Um, so at, at the Farmers Insurance Open, it's always been at Torrey Pines in San Diego. It's most known for the South Course, which has hosted the 2021 U.S. Open, uh, U.S. Opens before that, Tiger Woods' his famous uh, playoff win over um, Rocco Mediate has been here. Plenty of history. 
Um, fun course to watch on TV with the backdrop. Not the most compelling architectural setup on the PGA Tour. Um, the, the challenge of each hole is can you hit it far and straight? Um, and even for those who hit it straight, you're probably going to find the rough anyway because the fairways are some of the most narrow on the PGA Tour. So when we're dealing with a lot of long approaches from the rough, that means low greens regulation percentage, which means a higher uh, emphasis on scrambling. And then um, with Torrey Pines, we are playing on POA greens, which means a lot of missed putts from inside five feet. Um, so you, when you're looking at uh, a type of player at, at the Farmers Insurance Open, you see a lot more repeatability at the top of the leaderboard of players who've contended in majors, uh, but also players who are familiar with California POA greens. It's kind of one of those surfaces where you either get it or you don't. There's a lot of players that just refuse to play the California swing because they just can't figure out Poe Greens. Um, you know, Kevin Kisner is one who's just come out and said, like, I'll never play the Farmers Insurance Open because I, I'm not long enough and I hate Poe. Um, so teach their own. You can all write your own schedule. The ones who are here, um, you know, who think they're up to the test are, um, you know, hopefully confident on, on Poe Greens. And, and when I was looking at uh, putting my card together, I definitely wanted to see proven performance on Poe specifically, but also just the West Coast, uh, California events, because again, Poa grains are an acquired taste and it's, it's very different from your smooth Bermuda or bent grass um, setups. Um, so looking more closely at Torrey Pines South, it is over 7,700 yards. It is the longest course on the rotation of the PGA Tour schedule. Um, and the only course we've seen longer than this, even with majors included, would be the U.S. Open version of Torrey Pines in 2021 and Kiowa Island, which is host of the PGA uh, Championship that Phil won in 2021. Um, greens on the south course are POA. Greens on the north course are bent. The north course is about 500 yards shorter than the south course. It will be played in rotation Wednesday and Thursday. Um, so crucial, you only get one round on the north course. Crucial that you go low there. If you don't shoot in the 60s on that par 72, you probably can't win. Um, it's just so hard to score on the South course. You need to, you know, I, I would say at least four, maybe five under as a baseline, what you need to do on the North course or else you, you need to go crazy low on the South. So definitely some live betting opportunities here. Um, if you're somebody who went nuclear on the, on the North course, you actually have a pretty good chance from there on out to just kind of shoot around level par and find yourself in contention. So I'm not much of a live better, but definitely a viable strategy this week. Um, outside of the, the course length, again, the, the rough is thick here. It's overseeded rye. Um, and it, they've gotten a lot of rain this week. Something that we'll talk about in, in the narratives, um, all week is it's always favored distance, but with extra soft and wet conditions, you'll get less carry out. You'll get less roll. As soon as the ball hits the rough, it's going to catch it. Um, so advantage to bombers, advantage to players with longer carry distance, uh, even at the U.S. Open, for example, and they really ran these fairways hot. If you were like an Abraham answer or a, or a Russell Henley, for example, and you just hit the center of the fairway, it was going to go and you weren't actually going to sacrifice that much uh, distance to the field. Extremely different conditions here, much, much softer, much wetter. They're actually probably going to get a little bit of rain in the tournament week as well. So you really do need to have distance. It's going to be a popular narrative, um, especially for DFS, maybe more of a difficult decision on, do you go chalk and load up on bombers or do you try to go contrarian? 
Uh, but from a betting standpoint, I definitely want only exposure to players who have elite distance. Um, and then with that also just, you know, great, great touch around the greens. You're going to be hitting a lot of soft chip shots from, from thick rough. Um, and so a, a proven history, especially with around the green at Torrey Pines, it's very different from some of the birdie fests and, and, you know, fall swing events that we've seen more recently. So just something to keep in mind. If you were, if, if short game is a weakness in your game, this is probably not the course for you. There's definitely exceptions. Victor Hovland's played well here. He contended the year that Patrick Reed won. Um, but in general, if you're, if you're looking for an ideal pl- player profile, it's distance off the tee, uh, good long iron proximity, 175 plus or 200 plus, um, great touch around the green, ball, scrambling and strokes gained around the green and then POA putting. Uh, pretty straightforward. I think everybody's kind of caught the gist of that uh, when betting Torrey Pines, but with the conditions being soft, it's just extra important that you have that distance. Um, and a quick look at uh, betting trends over the years. It's definitely an event that the favorites have flocked to the top of. Luke List is definitely more of an exception to the rule. But if you look at the rest of the, uh, even the, the rest of the leaderboard last year, beyond Luke List, who won in a playoff over Will Zalatoris, you also had Dustin Johnson, Justin Rose, Jason Day up there, who were all you know 30 to 1 or shorter. But John Rahm was, was finishing top three there. Um, one stroke off the lead. So it's definitely a setup that's going to favor just like a major would players with the most complete all around games and especially those with extra driving distance. Um, and we've seen the winning score here is usually around minus 15. It's been in that range the last three years. Um, I would expect a similar winning score this time around. And, um, and yeah, I, I think, you know, probably a median score around minus three, minus four, um, the North course really inflates that. So the cut line here every year is about two under par. Uh, you got to understand that the, the, everybody on the North course is probably averaging two or three strokes under par. So on average, people are shooting pretty much even, um, on, on the South course. If you can go low on the South course, which is asking a lot, um, you can really position yourself well, uh, to contend at this event. So then moving on to the, the model for this week, the stats that matter most um, at Torrey Pines, I will uh, sort of pull up my screen, which is going to show the, the model ranks of everything that I fed in and then where the players that I'm going to be betting outright rank in this. Uh, at, the, at the Amex, I bet 10 players because it was a birdie fest that you know we expected a little bit of randomness at. Uh, at this event, I, I'm limiting it to four players so that I get exposure to uh, some elite skill sets, players with that combination of driving distance and short game. Um, so as you can see here, I'm putting the most weight on comp courses. I think that's crucial here because not only uh, are you getting major championship venues that play longer and thicker penal rough like uh, Bethpage Black, like uh, Quail Hollow, for example, um, you're also getting difficult conditions that might not have been played for well over a year, but are more comparable to, you know, what we're going to see this week than, you know, the wide open, um, Sanderson farms layouts, things of that nature that, that really aren't applicable here. So something like a Bay Hill, really, really relevant to what we're going to see here. Genesis really relevant to what we're going to see here. But even though it's over a year away, I'd, I'd much rather look at how players performed on that than how they're doing in this sort of birdie fest stretch of the swing season. Um, next, search game approach, always important. 
Um, search gain around the green. I, I usually don't put a high weight on that, but I'm putting 10% here, um, understanding that you know, you're going to have to scramble at, at a high volume. I also have 5% scrambling gain, so 15%. In total on short game, I think that's huge here. Um, comp conditions, very similar to comp courses, but this is something in, in Fantasy National that I fed in. Uh, difficult scoring conditions and uh, thick rough and uh, courses over 7,400 yards. So not exactly all comp courses. Uh, there's a, a little bit of, of discrepancy there, but I think that's important. Can you contend on a layout that's going to ask you to hit a ton of drivers and hit a bunch of approaches from thick rough? Uh, it's a very different challenge than what we're used to seeing with some of these more Bermuda birdie fests. Uh, then driving distance is not the end all be all. I want to see you be uh, above average in driving distance, but if you're below average in driving distance, you're you're going to be in trouble this week. Uh, proximity 200 plus. Anytime we're on a 7,700 yard course, that's going to be important. Um, par fours 450 to 500. Um, you know, a little bit of a flawed stat, but there is definitely a concentration of holes. Uh, in that range, I believe there's seven holes over 450 yards uh, this week. So uh, potential value to find there on players who who excel from that range. Uh, POA putting, again, that's going to be primarily in events played in California, too. There is you know some misleading POA stats if you look at like the Travelers that has POA, um, but it's not uh, West Coast, so it, so it reacts very differently than what we're going to see this week. Um, the Genesis, probably the best comp in terms of one-to-one putting difficulty to Torrey Pines, but you can also look at Pebble Beach, um, and the, uh, Fortinet championship has a uh, West coast poet. Um, and then lastly, just a, a couple more like recent form stats, first game T green, um, and course history at this event. So put a lot of different weights in this model. Um, it's not usually this many inputs, but um, all of these have proven to be very, very relevant to predicting success. And I think, you know, the models for a course of this extreme with this much of an emphasis on, on distance and short game, uh, tend to be a little bit more predictive. So definitely a week that I wanted to trust what the model is spitting out. Um, and with that, just looking into the, the bets that I'm placing this week, um, uh, number one of my models, Xander Shoffley, I did think about betting him at, at a similar number here. Um, to Tony Fino at 15 to one, which, which existed for a very short period of time. Um, I'm a little concerned about Xander's history still. I mean, he wasn't able to take a full swing in century tournament of champions. We're not that far removed from it. And yes, he had an, an incredible Sunday at the Amex. Um, I, you know, I, I just feel like if, if that albatross finds the water, you know, five yards short, um, instead of going in the hole, then Xander's probably 20 to one this week. And we're, we're probably still wondering if he's hundred percent healthy. Um, so I think that Albatross at uh, one shot really inflated, um, you know, the market on, on Xander Shoffley. If he's hundred percent healthy, I probably would be giving him more of more of a look, but on a 7,700 yard course, this is not the best environment for somebody with a, an ailing back. So I'm going to take my chances and instead pivot to Tony fee now, uh, who has outside of John Rom probably the most um, decorated history at at the Farmers Insurance Open in this field. He did miss the cut last year, but before that it was T two, T six, T thirteen, and T six. Um, his worst finish over, I believe, seven um, starts before the miscut last year was T twenty four. So he loves this course. It makes sense. He's a bomber. He does well in major conditions. You can see he's top five in both comp courses and comp conditions. He's above average 
in driving distance. And we know Tony is somebody who kind of dials it back um, un- unless he needs to, but his ball speed is up there with anybody on the tour. So he ranks 37th in driving distance. He could easily be top 10 any given week if he wants to. Um, six is scrambling game. I love that. Uh, and number one, strokes gain T to green. Um, to, to build on that, he's not, he's not only number one in ball striking, but he's number three in short game, which is a crazy turnaround for somebody like Tony Finau, who used to be a sort of ball striking specialist that could never hit a putt. Uh, he's never been in form like this before. He's won... Um, you know, th- I believe three of his last seven starts, if it was not for John Rahm, we'd be talking about Tony Finau being the hottest player, uh, on earth right now. So, uh, his last win came at the Houston open difficult conditions, you know, less rough, but still encouraging, uh, to just further, um, il- illustrate how well he does when the conditions get tough. I'm optimistic that he'll, he'll get the putter going this week. Um, and you know, Historically, even when he hasn't been the the best putter, he has putted well on POA at at Torrey Pines. Uh, Next is Max Homa. This is a player I wrote a lot about in my uh, tournament preview, which you can see in the link in the description. Um, Homa always plays well in California. Over his last 12 starts in California POA events, he's finished top 20 11 times, including three wins over that span, twice at the Fortinet and once at, um, at the Genesis. I think the Genesis is a great comp. This week still emphasizes uh, driving distance, but also short game and putting on POA. He does all those things great. He's familiar with California. Um, rates out really well, long iron proximity, scrambling, driving distance, um, and comp courses, all the things that I find really important this week. When you look at the the metrics across the board in the model, there's really not any bl- glaring weakness in his game. Uh, looked good at the Century Tournament of Champions and uh, it's a Ryder Cup year, so I think he's he's somebody who should be on the team right now, but but might feel as though he has a little bit extra to prove, especially going you know toe to toe with John Rahm, who's the expected favorite. I think he's going to be motivated uh, to put on a good show in front of his hometown. Um, and then Kurt Kitayama, it's my next bet, hundred to one odds. Uh, not an event that you want to go too crazy with long shots like we had last year. Uh, Luke List won at about eighty to one last year, so it's not to say that you can't win. Um, if, if you are a long shot, but if you are a long shot, you better be elite in driving distance off the tee and scrambling. And that is exactly what Kurt Kitayama does best. He's top 30 in distance. He's top five in scrambling top 30 in strokes gain off the tee. We know he's going to get himself in position to reach all these par fives and, you know, take advantage of the long par fours because he's top 25 in par four, four fifty to 500. So um, really like the profile fit. He's played himself up to top 50 in the world. Um, might have a reputation as someone who can't really close the door um, with, with I believe, four or five top three finishes last season. But he has won twice on the DP World Tour, so he knows how to get it done. Um, I, I think he's a trendy pick for you know a, a rising star to come this year and play himself maybe even into the top 30, get to Eastlake. Um, but it's courses like this that we, we should see him play his best. Um, and then for similar reasons, Taylor Pendrith is my last bet. Also hundred to one, also a bomber. He's fourth in the field in driving distance. We know he can hit it a mile and he has, um, played well, uh, in conditions like these, he's top 16 in comp course history in his debut at the farmers open last year, he finished T 16. So love that, um, as, as a first introduction to the course that he was able to kind of capitalize early. 
Um, now he kind of knows the course a little bit better. Um, so potentially, you know, plays it a little differently and, and finishes, you know, in the top 10 this time around. Um, he's number one in strokes gained off the tee. He's number six in par five scoring. Uh, there are four par fives here and it's difficult to score. So you have to capitalize on the par fives. I love that he's elite in that metric, um, did kind of get his introduction into high stakes play, uh, at the president's cup this year on quail hollow. Um, so he knows how to get around in the high pressure, long course environments. Um, and he's a hundred to one. I, I expected him to open closer to like 60, 65. So I think a hundred's a good number. If you can get anything over 80, I like the play, um, around the greens, probably the only thing to, to be concerned about with Taylor Pendrith, but, um, in his past two appearances, uh, at Torrey Pines at both the farmers open and the U S open, um, he, he was positive around the green. So Although it's been a little bit of a struggle recently, it does seem like he has the game to kind of contend in, in difficult conditions like this. So tight card, just four outrights for me. It's a tight week as well. Um, so you can find my final uh, betting card um, later today or you know Tuesday evening. Uh, again, that'll be on thelines.com. And there is a link in the description of this video for where you can find all of my articles for this week. That's going to wrap it up. Good luck to all of you on your Farmers Open bets. Hope we had a winner.